Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Dave, season two, episode five, Bar Mitzvah, is the episode of the show Dave that I'm going to be spoiling. I'm going to be breaking down. I'm going to be talking about every little bit of this episode. So... If you don't want to be spoiled, if you haven't seen the show, I ask you, I invite you to move on along to another episode of The Ray Taylor Show, uh, because I am going to spoil this show right now. Uh, starting off this episode, we are at Dave's mansion, where his studio has gotten him this giant place to record, write, produce his new album, uh, and uh, they're out on the patio and it's Gata. Song is playing. We have Gata. We got Els. We got Dave. Uh, Gata is trying to show off his new song, Check Up, to Els, uh, who is the producer for Dave, who has been going on tour with um, Trippy Red. Only been in one episode, I believe. He was in one episode a few episodes ago. I think it was Antsy. Uh, where he showed up and he was back in town, had a little party. Uh, looks like he's back in town for a little bit again. And, uh, you know, Gata, as always, trying to promote himself, trying to uh, do the same thing that Dave's trying to do, trying to make his dreams of becoming a rap star a reality. And he's he's trying to, to see what Els thinks because he has a lot of respect for Els. He also calls Els the hardest, wor hardest working man in hip-hop, which Dave uh, gets a little bit offended by. Um, you also have Mike comes in and uh, comes out to where they are all hanging out and uh, runs over the fact, uh, goes over the fact that they are being, they're hired to do a bar mitzvah and they, you know, he's organizing uh, the sound check that's going to happen. Gata doesn't need to be there, but Els and Dave need to be there uh, because it's a it's a good gig and they're paying like multiples over Dave's rate and Dave needs the money. Obviously, uh, need, at least needs to get something going on because he's not writing the album. Uh, I mean, he's uh, very little work has been done as far as we know on this album that he's supposed to be creating. Um and Dave is going off on the memories, the the old times with him and Els, how they used to go to bar mitzvahs all the time. They would always get kicked out because they were doing stuff that they weren't supposed to do with, as kids, as kids generally do. Uh, they were the troublemakers uh, back in the day, and Dave is reminiscing about those, those old memories, uh, including a bomb threat that they once called in on a bar mitzvah to get kicked out. Um, but uh, Els has to leave. So now it's just uh, Dave and Gata out on the patio. And Gata asks Dave for money, which is a little awkward. You know, Gata is, is the hype man for Dave. But there's no shows going on. The album's not even recorded. Like, there's nothing for Gata to do to make any money right now. So he's asking for some money. They mildly talk about a number. Uh, but Dave asked to uh, for them to talk about it another time when he's not high, uh, which Gata, as positive and welcoming and uh, as always, uh, says that that's cool. Um, and then Dave throws out, uh, I am Queens Boulevard. 
which is clearly a reference from Entourage. Dave is even, like, Gata has no idea what it is. He laughs as, at it not knowing what the reference is, and Dave is questioning that he does even know what Entourage is. Is like that even a thing in, in black culture? Uh, which I thought was funny because Dave, the show, at least this season, is very similar in a in some ways to entourage eh, kind of it's a group of people one of which is the star you know Vinny chase dave is the Vinny chase kind of and 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 gata is almost like uh the brother uh, drama in in some ways uh and then everybody else is kind of like entourage you know mike is like uh um I forget the the names of the people in Entourage, but it is there are similarities. I would say that you know instead of acting, they're doing the hip hop thing. But I would say that this move, this show, is far better quality than Entourage, despite the fact that Entourage is one of those kind of guilty pleasure type of shows. It's a show that I go back to, and it's like it's amazing how like just the political correctness of the show it does not hold up whatsoever not that it did i'm sure when it came out but when it came out i was like in my 20s and when a dude's in their 20s they're it's it's very different type of person than the person you are when you hit 40 uh so the show entourage has has different meaning but every once in a while i i dip back into it and watch it because it's like it's like wish fulfillment type of uh, it, uh it's it's crazy like it's it's probably the most garbage tv that i still watch or that i will return to watch uh that you know that is that just is complete garbage <laughs> it is like despite the fact that i know it's complete garbage not even like like even more garbage than a lot of reality tv shows uh but gata didn't get the reference uh but i i laughed at it cuz you know i can't i can't help can't help but enjoy the uh, the entourage comparisons. Uh, so now cut to Dave is over at Allie and Emma's place. They're all sitting around the coffee table making uh, snowflakes, which is kind of funny. I mean, funny for the I mean, it's it's Christmas time in L.A., obviously, which nothing really signifies that it's Christmas time in L.A., uh, in any way except for if there's decorations up so they're making uh, snowflakes later on in this episode we see some Christmas lights uh, but everything else about and you see people like wearing jackets <laughs> you know anything more than a t-shirt you know it's probably around winter time in LA uh, but you know still looks bright and sunny it, it could be any day of the year really in LA because most of the days look exactly the same uh, but the the decorations is makes this more of a a Christmas episode, uh, I guess you could say. So they're all sitting around the coffee table. Uh, Dave still reminiscing about childhood stories, about times where he sat on a sprinkler and felt the water shoot through his body, trying not to get hard, and just all of the really disgusting things that boys do as children, which is true, which is definitely something that women don't unless you like grew up with a lot of brothers or you know grew up around a lot of dudes uh there's there's definitely women that have probably part partaken in some of the debauchery of of young boys uh but emma and ally do not at all believe uh that it is as common as dave would lead them to believe 
uh, that young boys would be doing such disgusting things, not only sitting on a sprinkler, but, but also licking a hamster's pussy, which is just disgusting. Uh, and I, I think there were, I think as children, right, there are a few kids that will do the thing that other people would dare them to do. And we already saw Dave as a kid in the episode, the talent show episode, where he was that guy, where his group of friends would, would push him into doing stunts to entertain them. He was the joke to them. He was their own little personal Johnny Knoxville to be a jackass for their own entertainment. Um, and my and and Dave is is reminiscing about those times, kind of going back, regressing in some ways back to uh, the Dave before he killed his younger self in that episode. But uh, he's reminiscing about those times. They're not buying it. Uh, cut to Mike and L's. Uh, or Mike and Dave are at the are walking into the house of uh, the family that is that is hiring him for the bar mitzvah to do the sound check. Uh, as they're walking in, Mike is telling Dave that Els wants producer credit for all of the tracks that he helped produce, uh, and Dave is not happy with that. He, he he doesn't think that that Els deserves it. Um, but you know, his Els' manager contacted Mike. So now Mike is running it by Dave, which I'm sure Dave probably doesn't like the fact that it was communicated in that way more so than like, I'm sure if Els had come to Dave man to man and asked for it, it would have been, it would have been received quite a bit different than how it would have been received having his people go through Dave's people. So he's not happy. Dave's already in a mood. Uh, they go to the back of the house. Great big giant house. Uh, they go to the backyard where everything's still being set up. The tables are being set up. Uh, and Els is there in front of his turntables. Uh, not happy with the situation. They got they got like meat, like poor, like low quality equipment. The way it's set up isn't working for him, but Els really doesn't care. Like this is so below so beneath what Els has come accustomed to with live performances after going on tour with a major artist, hip-hop artist, that doing a bar mitzvah is like amateur hour for him, and he doesn't really care, uh, and just lets Dave take over the sound check on his own since, he, since Dave clearly doesn't think that Els does much. Like There is a lack of respect that Dave has for the work that Els does, it doesn't think, you know, not saying it out loud, but definitely in his passive aggressive way, uh, just just thinking, just not really giving much respect to the work Els does. Um, and of course, you know, part of the issue is that there's a blind keyboardist who memorized the, the space, so they don't want to move the keyboard to give more room. And Els is just like, whatever. So he just grabs a basketball, and there's a basketball court in the back of the yard full basketball court by the way gorgeous would have loved would have loved to have a at least a half court legit basketball court uh instead of like a driveway basketball court which i grew up with 
And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear the many faces. Original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials. Made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash tmfmerch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. But uh, Els is like just done. It's like, I'm going to go shoot some hoops. Dave is doing the sound check, you know, basically just talking shit into the mic, trying to get, you know, also kind of attempting to see if Els can hear him from the back of the the area back of the space the back of the backyard uh but els is just completely over it completely and uh dave is pissed so dave goes back and they play one-on-one they play one-on-one and uh it's uh it's a war going on there's two different vastly different energies going on at this house right you have els and dave in a war of one-on-one basketball, which is great. I mean, I fuck, man, makes me makes me want to go start playing basketball again. Uh, but they are playing one-on-one, like just all out. I mean, that's one thing about basketball is that you can get your frustrations out. You can play hard, and they're playing hard. And then the complete opposite end of that spectrum is Mike inside the house with the dad of the kid that's getting this bar mitzvah, and Mike. I don't know if it's daddy issues that Mike has, but Mike is like enthralled with this guy. And there's this love fest so much so that Mike like invents this kid, the six year old kid that he has in order to relate to this dad more, uh, which is funny. It's just it's just kind of like it's almost also how desperate Mike is for like human connection. Like ever since he became Dave's manager, like his his like position in the group is very like just very by the books business wise there is like the friendship is is like pretty much non-existent in a lot of ways so i'm sure he's like just thirsty for just any kind of like back and forth camaraderie with anybody so he's trying to get that from this dad uh even you know making up making up the uh the kid having this love fest having them bond over this like how hard it is for kids when they're they're growing up as a parent and all this kind of stuff um uh then cut back to the basketball game and and l's wins uh and he's like give me some credit on that like you can give me some credit on that and of course dave bringing it back to the the credit that they haven't even talked about yet but this is how brett dave brings it up it's like well why don't you have your manager contact mike so i can give you some credit on that you know clearly talking shit about the fact that els didn't just approach him man to man and had to go through uh had to go through their managers uh to to ask for this credit which is kind of a, a ridiculous credit. I don't know exactly how hip hop credits go, but I know producers in hip hop, depending on who they are, uh, de- demand a, a high level of promotion and credit for the the music that they work on. 
Uh, but L's firing back at Dave that he is just, he's not a good artist. He's a shitty artist. He's just a bum. And on some level, I mean, it, it's not true, but also Dave is unproven, basically, is in a lot of ways what L's point is, is like, you're talking all this shit as if you're some superstar already. But Els has worked with the real deal. He knows the work that goes into being a successful musician, being a successful artist, being a successful hip-hop artist. And Dave is like pretending to be that, but still at the very first steps of the starting line. So, you know, you can, you can, it's easy to talk shit about somebody, especially like when it's so, when you have experience and somebody that clearly doesn't have experience is pretending. It's like that fake it till you make it thing doesn't necessarily work around people that have made it. Like, they are the first to see through your bullshit. Like, you may trick everybody else. You may be tricking this kid that, that is dying for Dave, little Dickie, to perform at his bar mitzvah. But you're not tricking somebody who's actually in the business, who actually has experience. And he threw it right back at Dave's face in a very similar way to what we saw in the last episode when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar says he was nothing. You are not, I think is, is, was his words. You are not. You are not everything you think you are. You are not. And uh, just another chip to Dave's ego, uh, slowly realizing that he is not. Uh, and, and, and that people that are close to him that have known him his entire life are, are letting him know that he is not. Uh, more so than just an idol like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Cut to now, Gaeta is at the end of a date. He's walking his date home, walking her to her door at her apartment complex, saying goodbye, saying goodnight. And uh, he's got you know, to get ready for the tomorrow's show or whatever the bar mitzvah uh so they say good night and he goes and he sees that his car is missing got towed goes back to the apartment door where it's got one of those intercom things and he's trying to scroll through all the names and of course he doesn't remember what her last name was uh so he's not able to contact her to get her to buzz him in and give her, give him a ride so he's locked out basically and uh, reaches for his phone, and of course his phone is dead. So now it's Gaeta, it's at night, and he's just hoofing it. He's just walking, because he needs to find a charger. On his walk, he walks by a gas station, buys a charger, uh, tries to ask the attendant to see if he can just charge his phone inside the little booth. Denied. So then Gaeta tries to pay his, uh, this homeless guy to move out of the way so he could try and use the, the electrical outlet that the ATM machine is plugged into outside of the gas station. And while attempting to do that is denied, is told to go away by the gas station attendant. Then there's a couple, this white couple that pulled up to the gas station in an SUV. And Gaeta's like asking them, it's like, can I please just charge my phone in your car real quick? They say no. This guy that's got this white guy that's got the high and tight military cut, obviously racist, locks his door. Boop, boop, boop. 
right, to make sure Gata doesn't get in and, and like, use their charger, use the electricity in their, their, precious, their precious SUV. Uh, so he's denied, 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 so he moves on. Walks by later on, walks by a bakery that's just starting to get ready for the day, but still not open yet. Because, of course, bakeries, they, they start super early. You know, you got to get those donuts fresh and ready to go for when everybody's on their way to work. So the bakery always getting prepared, but still not open yet and not able to help Gata. So no help here. Keep, him, keep on him moving. Then he walks by this house. It's got a gate in front of it, giant fence in front of it. House has got the the Christmas lights uh, hooked up, so another sign that it's Christmas time in 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 L.A. in Hollywood. And uh, Gator decides to hop the fence, and this whole time it's like stressful. It's like I don't know what parts of L.A. he's walking. I mean, it's just like walking around at night in a city is sketchy because you don't know who you're going to run into, what kind of desperate people are out trying to do desperate things. And then also Gata being black and it being in L.A., the LAPD, uh, along with many police departments across the country, are murderers like, and, and like get away with murdering uh, people of color. Uh, but, I mean, they murder, I mean, not even like just adults. Like, cops kill children and get away with it all of the time. Uh, so, sometimes, I mean, you have, like, the fear of people who are desperate and, and roaming the streets of L.A. at night. But then, I would say, the biggest fear is that of the police department who are terrorists and like to murder people. Uh, because there is really little to no, I mean, the worst... I mean, maybe you get accused, maybe you go to trial, but generally that stuff never sticks. A lot of the times they just go on a paid vacation after they kill somebody. So it's, it, you know, there's a lot of, lo I have a lot of love for Gata and I don't want anything bad to happen. So this is stressful. And also the score, very like ominous, just like, uh, just a, a simple like bass kind of line to like, score these scenes uh which is is ranks up ratchets ratchets up the tension a bit so he jumps over this fence which is like oh my god and of course right when he jumps over the fence there's this car that kind of turns and goes past the house so it's like oh hopefully they didn't see him hop the fence and then he goes to plug his phone in to where the the uh, christmas lights are plugged in and all of the christmas lights go out while he's uh charging his phone kind of charges his phone really fast uh but is able to make a call to see where his car's at and uh i assume charge the phone enough to order an uber or something to take him to this tow yard where his car is at uh, because cut to he gets out of a car somebody gave him a ride i assume it's like an uber or lyft situation and uh he's at the tow yard but of course, I mean, it's you can see the sun, the sky is starting, just starting to light up. It's like just the beginning moments of sunrise. So Gaeta has been out all night 
trying to track down his car. Well, first trying to get his phone charged and then trying to track down his car. And it's still too early. The tow yard doesn't open up till 7 a.m. It's probably like 4 or 5 a.m. Right before sunrise. Uh, so he just pops a squat right in front of the place and and waits. And it's like a stressful, stressful scenes because you love Gaeta and you don't want anything bad to happen to Gaeta. Although on some level you it, you have i feel that gata can handle himself far more than if it was i mean i guess even if it, i guess if it else let's say right else so similar melanin content as gata but you know suburbs guy he's not he's not street wise he's not street smart right you could you could i could you could almost see like dave or Mike having a situation, but because they're both white, they probably wouldn't run into the same types of trouble that Gaeta and Els would run into. And if it were Els out on the street instead of Gaeta, uh, it would be, I would say it would be even more stressful of a scene. Uh, but Gaeta gets to the tow yard and is waiting for sunrise. Uh, cut back to the bar mitzvah is going on. The kid is being raised up in the chair as as happens in bar mitzvahs. I remember as a kid, I went to a bar mitzvah and it was probably the most fun like thing I ever had. It was so much fun. And uh, I think it was the only it's like one of the most fun parties I've ever been to. <laughs> and I was a kid and I'm not a big f fun party guy. I do, I'm not I don't like a lot of people around. I wasn't even drinking because I was, just, you know, super young. I was probably like, I don't know what age you are at bar mitzvah, like 13, maybe 12. Uh, and I didn't even I didn't know the kid. I didn't. I was just it was like a friend of a friend is I spent a lot of time at friends houses and this friend was going to a thing. So what happens is I go to those things uh, because that's where I, I live. <laughs> I, li I spent a lot of time as a child uh, living with other people it, pretty for the most part. Uh, like on weekends and summers, uh, didn't really, yeah, anyway. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive, you also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. Uh, so that, I remember that, and that, you know, they're mid-bar mitzvah. You got Dave uh, and Mike. Mike's, uh, Dave is telling, he's got a part of their deal is that he has to do, like, this meet-and-greet thing with the kids. He's got to do at least 20 minutes, but Dave's like, oh, I'll give him 25 minutes. I mean, Dave, in a lot of ways, has been mentally preparing for the moment to hang out with these kids more so than any other aspect of this this gig 
is him constantly reminiscing of all these stories of him as a kid, which is perfect fodder for when you're going to sit down with all these young, impressionable minds. Uh, so while Dave is chit-chatting, destroying the minds of the, the youth, uh, Mike is hanging out with the dad again, further bonding. Now Mike's like inventing a wife inventing these charities this chair uh this charity that she works for that's like anti-racism anti uh god what was the other thing i forget it was like two things kind of twist together uh kind of funny but also a scene that makes that sets up the politics of the dad right where mike's like oh i'm super liberal i'm almost so liberal i almost come around the other way and the dad's like you know, Mike asks him, it's like, you're BLM, right? You're BLM. And the dad's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you kind of know politically they're both on the, the liberal spectrum of things, which makes sense. Um, you know, and Mike is just trying to, and, and also like talking about stories with his, about his fake kid. Like he's got, he's got like the backstory and everything all together. Meanwhile, Dave is like corrupting these kids' minds. You know, not only telling him all the things that he used to do as a kid, like shitting after shit on top of shit, like where you and your friends all take laxatives and you take turns shitting on top of their shit pile in the toilet, and t taking Polaroid pictures of it and putting them up everywhere. And these kids are living, knowing that they live in an era of social media, uh, are very concerned, very aware of the quote unquote cancel culture, uh, which I would say cancel culture is way more of a reality for regular people in a school than it is for celebrities because every single celebrity i've seen get canceled is still doing exactly what they did before <laughs> there there is zero difference in lifestyle really maybe they lost out on a role here or there maybe they weren't in the uh, they were taken out of a movie or or whatever but they're like for a lot of the comedians who are quote unquote canceled they're still signing deals they're still touring the country there's very little to nothing has actually happened as far as in the way of canceling uh but as far as kids go um regular people there's definitely much more cancel uh culture uh, potential uh, and they are very aware of it, despite how uh, how Dave is trying to trying to give them the out. It's like you can get away with whatever when you're a kid. You're not fully formed. Like you, you're not you're not an adult yet. You can't be charged with stuff. You know, really, really trying to be the bad influence on young kids. That type of a role model, uh, which is just another way in which Dave is reminded how how. Uh, immature he is because like dave is like well you know the this ritual that you're doing with the bar mitzvah it's you know he's he's talking about how you know the religious aspect of it is kind of ridiculous but the the whole thing is just you becoming a man taking more responsibility helping out doing these things starting you're you're growing up and then all the kids are like well we don't want to do that we want to be like you you're not you never grew up and dave's like oh yeah i guess maybe i'm not a good role model because that is not what you should do and it's just another way in which this show is telling dave that like hey maybe you you should reflect on who you are and what you're doing to the people around you because maybe you are acting like a child 
Uh, and maybe it's not good that these kids, like he's seeing his influence on these kids and uh, maybe, maybe having second thoughts. Um, cut to uh, Els is on the phone with his manager talking about the, the whole uh, producer credit ordeal and saying that it was just he doesn't really care. It was more of a test to see how Dave would react to it, uh, which clearly he got his answer of how Dave would react to it. Meanwhile, Dave just having the conversation with the kids where he's reminded of has the kind of realization of the immaturity that he's been displaying is going to talk to Els because he wants to have a adult conversation about this thing. So he tracks Els down and they go try to find a, a quiet place to to have a conversation. They open the door to the garage where Dave and Els, like they open the door and in the garage are all of the kids that Dave was just talking to. One of the kids is on his knees. Another kid has like a bag over his head with his shirt off while it's like the, he has the fat kid and he's holding his, his man titties. And it's just a wild scene that really only provides giant question marks as to what the kids were doing it is not clear at all what the kids were doing but you know it wasn't good and after seeing that momentarily dave and els are traumatized and cut to now they're at the bar uh just staring out into the distance not really sure how to contemplate what they just shot, saw not sure if or what they should do should they talk to the parents uh slowly sipping on their drinks then all of a sudden the dad comes busting out of the house obviously phone in hand he knows what happened he's not happy he's angry at dave and uh he shows them the phone and dave's like why did you post it on tiktok it's like Dave is angry that they didn't they, they went so public with it, uh, which is far different than just taking Polaroids and sticking it up everywhere. Uh, so uh, Dave is like, you know, trying to. I don't know, he's 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 kind of like upset at where this these things are going. The dad's super pissed. The dad. Els is like, dad's like trying to fire him. And Els is like, no, you, you have a contract with us. You need to pay us for the contract. And then the dad turns into not so liberal, telling Dave to control his posse as if Els isn't the most famous person in that crew at the time. But clearly just because Els is black, feeling very comfortable, uh, downgrading him to posse uh which doesn't make els feel happy doesn't make uh dave feel happy and uh mike hears that and mike after clearly going over the politics of this guy that he's been schmoozing with and in love with having this love fest uh is is now like seeing a new side of this dad and then the dad yells at the kid and mike <sighs> probably in some ways internalizing a dad yelling at a kid as maybe how mike's character's dad would yell at him steps in to defend the kid but uh cut to um 
Dave and Mike walking out, getting kicked out again, laughing. They're bonded. I mean, after seeing what they saw and then just being kicked out of the, of this bar mitzvah again, reminding them of the good old days of what it was like when they were kids getting kicked out of bar mitzvahs. Uh, Dave or Mike, I think, uh, has the idea to let the the they had like a, a petting zoo kind of a situation out in the front yard. Uh, so he decides to open up the the gate and let all the animals out, like the llamas and and sheep and all the different animals they had this petting zoo you know causing even more trouble it's like might as well might as well it's already gone to shit let's have some good old fun and let all these animals out um then gata pulls up finally gata pulls up he got his car you see him pull around the corner uh, you have, from Gaeta's point of view, as he's pulling up, he's seeing all these farm animals running around. He's like, what is going on in this place? And uh, gets out of his car, texts Dave. Uh, but, you know, Dave isn't there. Kid uh, that's having the bar mitzvah is running out to try and get Dave uh, and is upset because his dad kicked Dave out. But then he sees Gaeta and he's like, oh, Gaeta, I know you too. I know all your songs. So Gaeta... Taking the moment, as Gato does, and makes the best of it, decides to give them and the, the kids whose birthday it is, as well as all of his friends, a little show out on the street, uh, gets up on his car, and performs the same song that we opened the, the show with, this episode with, uh, Check Up. Uh, and it's great. It's, it's, it, 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 feel, it feels good because Gato was there, seized an opportunity to to do his own performance outside of dave makes it a happy ending for not only gata but for this kid whose bar mitzvah was ruined by his dad well also ruined by his poor choice in in uh activities and how to display those for the whole world to see uh but a good end nonetheless uh, and that was the episode of Dave, episode five, Bar Mitzvah. Uh, next episode, next week, I'll be talking about episode six, Somebody Date Me. Uh, and uh, I will break that one down. But this was a fun episode. You know, you got to see at least Els hasn't been Els hasn't been a big aspect of this show uh, this season. Uh, this only being his second thing. But it, it's it. It reminded the audience it showed the audience uh what it is to be in a long-term friendship i mean when you're, you're friends for a long time you're gonna have those moments where you're playing super hard one-on-one -on -one against each other you're getting out that aggression uh on the court uh but then you know also able to flip it on a switch and and be good old friends like nothing has ever happened and it kind of left that friendship in a good place i think uh, but that is the end of episode five of Dave se season two, and I will do season two, episode six. Somebody date me next week. New episodes of the Ray Taylor show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Oh! 
much. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.